Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome to another edition of Lift Effect. Uh, I'm your host, Carl Keller, and I'm with Matt McNeil. And welcome. Matt, I wanted to talk to you today about something we've been talking about for a little while, and that was uh, mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, uh, we've, we've always said we would get to that subject, and, you know, today was going to be it. And I wanted to uh, first preface what mindset is and then kind of delve into a question that was sent to us that I think kind of plays up uh, mm-hmm. uh, into that. And that is, um, first of all, mindset. What is it? According to the dictionary, it's a fixed mental attitude or disposition that predetermines a person's responses to and interpretations of situations, right. an inclination or a habit. And the last one is a way of thinking, an attitude, opinion, especially a habitual one. So that was what we were going to talk about exclusively today. But like I said, the uh, listener, uh, one of our listeners sent in a question and it uh, it basically says, that they've been dealing with anxiety or have, have had an increased state of anxiousness for the past six to nine months. Up until now, they just thought it was due to not getting enough sleep, but mm-hmm. they're not sure. Now, after listening to some of our podcasts, they're wondering if they're rationalizing away their issues. Are they in a state of denial? Are they the same thing? Are they different? So I'm going to take you down the rabbit hole, which for either one of us isn't a hard thing to do, but I want to kind of ask you the question, and and that is, you know, first of all, what is denial and what is rationalization? Mm. Um, again, the dictionary says we're not, denial is the refusal to satisfy or require, request or desire, the refusal to admit truth or reality of something, such as a statement. Mm. The assertion and an allegation is false. Um, uh, it also says uh, under psychology, it's a defense mechanism in which confrontation with a personal problem or with reality is avoided by denying the existence of the problem or reality. Mm. So if you wanted to put that together, basically denial is a way of dealing with a situation or emotional pain um, and avoiding it. They don't want to think about it, about what's happening or what's happened. and want to focus on distractions or something else that... Uh, kind of takes their mind off the, off mm-hmm. of what the issue is. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is rationalize. What is rationalize? Um, again, today's the day of dictionary terms. Mm-hmm. So what is rationalize? To bring into accord with reason or cause something to be reason, to seem reasonable, such as to create an excuse or a more attractive explanation, to provide plausible but untrue reasons for the conduct, thought, or situation. So, and now it's my turn to get geeky with you. And that is 
I believe rationalization is a psychological strategy that allows for continued thoughts and behaviors that are maladaptive and which can lead to negative consequences in relationships, work, and life. Mm. So I'm summing all that up for you. That's the dark side, right? Um, It can be. Is it always a dark side to to rationalize? Um, That's a question. Mm. Uh, It it, it, it depends. And I guess we can go down. That's kind of an offshoot. So I'm going to wrap this all up so that we we get to incorporate the question with today's topic. Uh-huh. So under the under the, the the overall of mindset is rationalization really another word for denial and are either or both part of the larger conversation of mindset. So people didn't come to listen to me talk today so um oh, they probably I, the floor um, is yours. They probably don't want to hear me. Oh my <laughs> so, god. <laughs> all right. Much more soothing than I am. <laughs> so here's here's my th- thoughts on this. So let's uh, whether it's part of mindset uh, or not. Well, let's we'll talk about mindset, and then maybe people can decide whether rationalization or denial is part of it. But the way that I view things is, um, let's break it down to the lowest common denominator of what rules are, what governs our behavior, what rules our behavior, uh, fear. And so w- we're wired up to be ruled and 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 governed by threats looking for threats what can hurt us uh, as we try to navigate living our life remember we're kind of cavemen and cave women that's what our our brain is is adapted for it's it hasn't evolved that much since we were uh, living in caves and you know dying very young and you know, where if something make, gets you, you know, you get sick, you're probably going to die. If uh, every time you leave your, your cave, something's, there's tons and tons of threats. So um, when I think about avoidance behaviors and denial is, uh, can, can be an avoidance behavior, um, rationalization can be an avoidance behavior rationalizing why it's best to just not uh not go get on the airplane that day right if you've got a fear of flying and yes professional pilots can develop a fear of flying it's actually a big part of our practice is helping pilots navigate um these developing fears that happen around something that they love so much or something that's they're responsible for that's that's part of their occupation um that denial though of of that that well rationalizing rationalization well, rationalization could be why, you know what, I'm just going to not go fly today uh, because I, uh, um, you know, I've got, I've got too many other things to do, right? I can rationalize, behave, people can rationalize maladaptive behavior. Well, that's an avoidance strategy, right? And when we become afraid, what are the three responses we have? Freeze, fight, or run. And run is the most adaptive way to avoid something that's a threat is to run. That's that's the lots of studies have been proven. It's it's best to run, right? If you're if you somebody comes into the grocery store with a gun and starts shooting, your your odds just to run are much better of survival than just to hide or to fight. Um, especially if you know you're not trained to do that. So running, we are wired to run. And that is a form, can be, rationalization or denial can be a form of running. 
That's how I that's how I think about it. So it's a protective mechanism, right? We're our behavior is our brain is it which then you know manifests itself in our behavior. It is looking to try to figure out how to protect itself, even if if it's if it's destructive, if the long-term ramifications of that are destructive. A lot of these behaviors, these when, when we, we go into denial, is because the, the the brain is trying to protect you. It's trying to protect you from getting hurt. Um, so that's, you know, we could go for hours talking about the, the mechanisms of denial and the, the mechanisms of rationalization. But I tend to think if we're going to just try to hammer on this in the, the simplest way, I think thinking about, well, how is this trying to protect me? Even when you're thinking about your own behavior, where you're, you know, you you suspect you might maybe even be in a little bit of denial about something, or you've been rationalizing something over and over and over um, and not making progress because you keep rationalizing your behavior. Maybe ask yourself, instead of saying, geez, I'm such a terrible person or I'm such a loser uh, because I can't seem to, 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 to move the needle in the right direction, right? I keep, this keeps happening. Maybe you could ask yourself, well, how is this trying to actually, how is this trying to protect me? Maybe this behavior I'm doing, which leads me into to, to not so great places or doesn't get me a good result. Maybe it's this overused uh, strategy that at one point was good, right? That worked maybe when I was young, um, but as an adult, it's actually it's actually hurting me now you know, first thank yourself, right? Thanks for trying to protect me, but this isn't actually protecting me. It's actually hurting me now. I think that's a good place to start. If you want to, if you want to be able to approach denial, uh, an overused, you know, uh, strategy of denial or, or rationalizing poor behavior. Um, I think it's good to I'm always the lowest common denominator here. So <laughs> you and me yeah, both, man, you and me both. You have to dumb um, it down for me. So, uh, but, but so I, that's answer, how I would think, I mean, just to get a, a brief conversation around it, but, and I don't know if I, if I answered it or not, but uh, to me, I'm not quite, that's why I said, I don't, uh, I want to ask it in this, uh, maybe a different way. Is rationalization s- something that you're, that you use to, because you're in denial of something? So for the for well, the, rationalization could be used sometimes because we just want because because we really um want to be able to support a particular behavior or a particular event uh, a viewpoint of something, right? To rationalize something, we all can rational we we can all rationalize, especially when we when we we want our position to be supported, right? We can we can come up with all sorts of evidence that we feel supports uh, our position. That can be a form of rationalization. Is it, is it, is it good or is it bad? Well, it depends. I don't think it's, it's like all rationalization is bad. All rationalization is good. I mean, I think we have to, we have to rationalize at some level um, just to navigate our world, you know, to make sense of what we're doing, to make sense of our world. I guess maybe I'll be more specific in this example that the, that the question was posed. Would that, would they are they two different um feelings two different okay the question was it, it basically that um they were asking they've been in the last 6 to 9 months they've uh had this feeling of anxiety or anxiousness yeah. 
Okay, that got basically it. Yeah. is, and they they've kind of said, ah, it's just because I'm not sleeping well enough. Mm-hmm. Are they rationalizing things? Are they in denial that there's a problem there? And and again, I'm reading in a little bit into it because I don't the, the, the answer is I, I didn't say that I do exactly not know what their problem is. There, there's no way I could, but that's what often we do with clients is when they come in with a chief complaint, right? There's a CC, right? What's the chief complaint? Okay, I'm not sleeping very well. Um, and that's making me feel like crap. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about it. Is that is that the only thing that's going on? Usually not. Um, there's a reason you're not sleeping well. Is it poor sleep hygiene? Is it is it because there's hormonal changes? Is it because there's another medical issue that could be happening? Or is it because you're there's some stuff that's rolling around uh, that's banging around in your head that you're not dealing with? And so could you rationalize, well, I'm I'm anxious just because I'm not getting sleep? That could be a form of rationalizing uh, your, you know, your your anxiety. Uh, trying to oversimplify it, that could be a, a, a that would be a non-adaptive way of rationalizing. Um, but but maybe maybe there's something to it, right? Maybe it just is some some poor sleep issues, sleep you know sleep hygiene that can be fixed. So I, I think it's context dependent. There's no yes or no answer to that. It depends. I guess when I I read that question, it resonated with me because I have had sleep issues. Oh, and, I am too. And I felt yeah. like, uh, and I and I think I just, I was in denial that there was a bigger problem going on, mm-hmm. and I would constantly rationalize things uh, and to make saying, up, "Oh, I just got a bad night of sleep. Yeah. That's why I'm a so grumpy bear." So to me, they were almost yeah. one in the same. Yeah. I was denying yeah. something, and I was rationalizing it yeah. away to hide that. So yep. that's what why the yep. question, I guess, uh, how I took it the way that it was. And I would say that that's indicative of a growth mindset, right? Of what you just did is that you were able to um, examine this and determine, okay, I I have been in a bit of denial and I've been rationalizing this poor sleep as as indicative of 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 you know simplifying what my issues are and maybe there's more to it, right? So let's 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 parlay into this fixed versus growth. When we talk about mindset, mindset is sort of murky. Um, and there's pretty good data on this. I mean, there's lots, there's some pretty good, uh, uh, scientific research on this, but when I think about mindset and I examine that certainly with coaching clients, that's one of the first things I do is I, I, there's even assessments that I can use, uh, definitely like a, a an extensive interview, but there's even some written pencil and paper assessments you can, you can administer to determine somebody's mindset, but let's, let's go like 50,000 foot view, right? There's fixed versus growth. Fixed mindset, um, and and what I would say is that that mindset can help you determine whether um, you become the person you want to be, and whether you can accomplish the things that you value. I mean, that's that's the the importance of mindset. So it's pretty pretty darn important. Um, now, if you believe that your your qualities your talents, your qualities are carved in stone, right? That's a fixed mindset. And so oftentimes people say, well, I don't have, I have a growth mindset. I have a growth mindset. Well, you know what? Most people have a pretty fixed mindset, to be honest with you. It's like 80, 20, 80% have fixed, 20% have growth. You can train and and move into growth. uh, And there's benefits of growth over fix, which we'll get to in a second. But if you have a sense of urgency to prove yourself over and over again, that is the biggest telltale sign of a fixed mindset. 
It, because what it says is you only have a certain amount of intelligence, a certain personality, certain moral character, right? And that, and so then you better prove that you've got a healthy dose of, of, of all of those. That, that is indicative of having a, actually having a fixed mindset. Based if on you, that comment, I, I'm yeah, going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to throw you just a quick side tangent. Would you say that as people get older, the likelihood of them getting more fixed and unwilling? Yes. Is, is it would happen? Yeah. It's those I am statements, right? I am this, I am that, this is who I am, this I am, I am, I am. That tends to be uh, more prevalent as we get older, right? With these, these, these identities that we adhere to of who we think we are and what we think we're capable of. Um, I think it does get more uh, rigid as we get older. Now, so even though you haven't gotten to the growth growth part yet, right? What I'm already inferring out of this is, is to continue growing or use to go to the growth side of the mindset. It becomes more and more difficult to do that, just because the natural inclination of life is to make it more yeah. fixed as you get Look, older. How you see yourself, your situation, mm-hmm. how you see the world, is is absolutely indicative of of mindset. Um, now, growth is being able to change your perspective, right? Because perspective is reality. And in this mindset, you know, the the, the hand you're dealt um, is just a starting point for development. The growth mindset is 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 the its foundation is based on the belief that your your qualities are things that you can cultivate and develop through your efforts, through your actions. Um, and so all people, you know, while people might differ in 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 every which way in their initial talents and aptitudes or interests or temperaments, everybody can change and grow through application and through experience. That's what a growth mindset looks like. With so, growth in mind, mm. at, at some uh, there's a point at which it's a choice to, to you know, or at least there's a yeah. there at least choice is an option. You know, as you get older, some people may say, I, I, I can't, an old dog can't learn new tricks. They, I still, I can, I think that's a choice too, but some people may say, Hey, I'm just too old. You know, it's just life. At what point does it become a choice? As you're growing up when you're a child, you're, you're, it's just, you're watching things around you. At what point do you feel like someone actively and consciously starts to take control of that and say, I, these are the things, this is the direction I want to go. I want to learn these new, I want to adapt to the surroundings as they change. Is that something that so, just naturally occurs or what yeah, is there the, a, And triggers? this is probably going to be super controversial, right? Matt's going to be controversial. There's a surprise. Oh, never, 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 right? Never. Um, I think that the way in which we educate people uh, educate young kids in this country is based on it's an industrialized system that was the, the industrial revolution, right? And if, if you don't know what the industrial revolution is, you just we don't we're not going to cover it today, but go look it up. It's the world we live in. It's really adapted uh, for the industrialized sort of system of society, which is. You know what? It's better to build factories. You can you can produce a lot more that way. And the way that our education system is largely it's changing, man. And COVID has really started to change it. YouTube has changed it. Podcasts have changed it. Um, 
but the way oh my we God, educate, you've changed it. What, what's that? <laughs> I said, yeah. Oh my God, you're changing it. Oh my God, I'm part of the change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe for the worse. I don't know. But, but I mean, it's the, the way we educate kids is to train them to stand at a fact at a position in a factory line and repeat a repetitive behavior on command. Okay. Do this now do this when this happens. Right. And that's great if we all work in factories. Right. But the problem is we don't work in factories anymore. Um, and AI and all this other stuff, we're replacing people, right? You don't need people to do that. What you need is people to be able to, to problem solve and, and think somewhat creatively. Now, of course, look, I'm not saying everybody should be an artist and everybody should be out there trying to solve the world's problems. That's not, that's not the point, but this idea of, you regurgitate information on command, which starts in first grade um, with times tables tests, right? I'm not saying don't learn math. That's not the point of this, right? But like, you know, mem memorization of, of lots of data, right? When the reality is we can actually just look it up now really easily. You know, we don't have Encyclopedia Britannica's on our, uh, I did you grow up with, I grew up with the actual books, right? Encyclopedia yeah, I did Britannica. too. And now you can just ask Siri and pull up, you know, 500,000 sources on something, right? The, the, the Which ability, may or may not be true. <laughs> right. And now that's a whole other problem that we run into, right? Which is why you need to use science and not voodoo. And it, there's, there's, you know, use things that are, that are peer reviewed and there's, you know, that uses the scientific method. I mean, we have, we have standards for these things, but you know, I think it, it, the fixed mindset of you need to prove yourself, you better get it. The way we grade people, you know, A, B, C, D, F creates this idea of I better, you know, it, it, failure is, is a setback, getting a bad grade, losing a tournament, getting fired, getting rejected. It means you're not smart or talented. Whereas in a growth world, failure is actually about growing. It's an opportunity for you to see what didn't work so that you can adjust and then re-implement to try again. Um, but kids are not really encouraged to do that. I see this starting very young, very young, unless you go to some like really alternative kind of school where they're like really out there and they don't have grades and they don't ask you to memorize stuff. I mean, they don't require calculus. You know, there's math is one of those subjects that puts people on a track for the rest of their life where the reality is you don't need to use calculus in, in almost any activity that you participate in, even professionally. Computers do that stuff now. Yeah, calculus is a calculus is amazing, right? I mean, as a language, it's it's an amazing thing. But you know, you can't do calculus in high school. You're on a track now that has very serious consequences. Uh, some then could be good, some could be bad. But a lot of this is, I think, can be pulled back into what is the mindset with which we're we're operating under, with which we're we're educating our kids to, with which are, we're we're cultivating our professions to. Is it fixed or is it is it is it growth? I, I um, guess to sum up the the this um, deep rabbit hole into the educational process of today's uh, system, do you uh, do you feel like that that already kind of prepares people? to be more accepting of a fixed or of a growth mindset 
when you're talking about the 80 20 do you feel like cuz that's the that's the formative years that's when you're really mm-hmm. you form your opinions your your basic personality it's if you're in set. a fixed mindset yeah but if you're in a growth one you never stop learning True, but I mean, I, does our society, does our system? Yeah, our society. I think our society is is geared for fixed, but it's geared for you to sit in a, in a position in a factory, right? I mean, why do we have summer vacation? You ever thought about that? Do you know why we have summer vacation? So you can go home and harvest the crop. That's that's why there's summer vacation. But do 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 we harvest crops? Some do, but most of us don't. I mean, there's tons of, look at Matt Walker's, read the book, Why We Sleep, The Importance of Sleep. There's there's studies that they did on starting school later leads to less mortality, better um, uh, test scores. Yet we start school at seven or eight in the morning when teenagers actually need to sleep more, but we force that to accommodate sports. I mean, there's... this is all, in, in my opinion, is can can really be tied back to fixed versus growth. And I think an elite mindset, and when we look at performers, peak performers, the top 2%, they don't have a fixed mindset. <laughs> they have a growth mindset in every way. They cultivate a growth mindset, which is why they're performing at the top of their game, whether it's a sport or whether it's a you know, in a profession or or whatever it is, whatever it's, whatever they're doing, you know, it's that same 5% that does all of the same 95% of the winning. Um, and those, those folks are not in a fixed mindset about their performance, about what they know, about what they don't know, about how they approach things. They're completely in a, in a growth mindset. And so well, if that's ahead. the case, yeah. Um, trying to move it to the, to the, to uh, what I'd say is more the, our current listeners, which is a little bit older, maybe a lot mm-hmm. bit older in my case. How do you uh, encourage or promote the growth side of things when it seems like the system more or less is designed to, to drive you towards the fixed? How do you, you know, some people are naturally inclined to go to the growth side of things and, and to, to be able to have an open mind on things. But how do you, what are some techniques? What are some ways to basically um, direct yourself towards the growth side of things yeah. when everything seems to push you to the sixth? So, that's a good question. There's with client, I just think like when I'm when I'm working doing um, mental skills coaching, some of them are because they're deficient. There's some sort of hang up in their performance, or others are just want to get into a next level of performance. Some strategies you can implement to improve mindset is um, one is be aware of the voice that you're using, that the client is you, my client is using, are they, are they using a fixed mindset voice or are they using a a growth mindset voice? Because how we talk to uh, others and how we talk to ourselves is really powerful. Words are powerful. And paying some examples of each. So, uh, um, so a a fixed mindset voice would be um wanting praise based on ability okay like uh i am really uh good at uh let's say um v1 cuts i'm just real i'm really good at those v1 cuts 
I'm really bad. I suck at landings. Used to hear that all the time, right? I'm just not good with crosswinds. Uh, I can't do it from the right seat. I can't do it from the left seat. I can't do it with my left hand. I can't do it with my right hand, right? Th- those are, are are fixed. That's that's based, that's like wanting praise based on ability. Um, but an elite mindset is is praise based on effort and work. So an elite mindset voice would be, let's say you 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 pounded it on, right? Hell, let's even say you red screened. But it would be an elite mindset voice would be, you know what? I I really worked at maintaining the profile. Uh, even though I lost it at the end there, I I worked really hard at trying to coordinate um where my where my scan was versus where my my hand-eye coordination was, right? How how much I was looking at the instrumentation versus looking outside uh in the last part of the flare, right? It's it's something where they're talking about their effort not about the result. Fixed mindset is is focusing only on the outcome. That's a fixed mindset. Growth is is focusing on the process. The process is 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 play to play to play. Let's use a football analogy because it's easy and I don't I'm not a big football fan but it's just sports analogies. Sorry, have to do it. If you're focusing on the scoreboard, right? That's outcome oriented. You're look you're wor- worried about whether you're going to win or lose. If you're focusing on how to get to the next down, how to get yard to yard to yard, that is focusing on the process, the process which leads to the outcome. Fixed mindset focuses on outcome. Growth mindset focuses on process. So you can apply that, whoever's listening, apply it to your own craft or your own, you know, whatever is it that you do. But if you find that you're you're talking about your ability and you're talking about outcome, you're probably succumbing to fixed mindset. If you're talking about your effort, if you're talking about the work that you've invested, if you can praise the process, which is what you actually can control, you can't control the outcome. The outcome is, is determined on, on how you engage in the process. That's a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Does that make sense? It does, but it also opens up a question. Like you said, taking the football's uh, analogy and putting it into a, a pilot's term, uh, the, the the football analogy is what's the what was the final score? Mm-hmm. You know that's the outcome. Um, yep. For a pilot, it's a successful flight where everything uh, they take off, they fly the, the 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 route and they land successfully. That's the maybe outcome. at the at the highest. Yeah, I mean certainly at the highest level, but I think we can have other measures of outcome uh, when we're flying. Yeah. So I guess what I'm what I was trying to get at is, although growth, we should always be open to being better or making things better mm-hmm. or finding better ways to do stuff, be more efficient, um, look at things in a new light. Fixed has a place because at the end of the day, if all you worry about is the individual components, the process, the process doesn't always determine. Mm, I think you're missing successful it. I, no, fixed it? doesn't have a place. <laughs> In my opinion, okay, uh, it's not then. to say there aren't measurable outcomes. You, 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 of course, you have to have measurable outcomes, um, especially when we're talking about at a at a very high level, at a very high level of ability or of skill, right? I mean, when you get to like one of the things that I, I, I run into, I do a little bit of work with with some athletes, right? Professional level athletes uh, and, and professional level pilots. 
when you're at the highest level, the the biggest problem people run into when they when they get up to the big leagues, if you will, and what they'll say is is you know what the problem is, Matt? Everybody's good. <laughs> Everybody can hit. Everybody can throw. At the airline level, when you get to 121, everybody can fly. Those benchmark outcomes are already there. It's, it's, and you know, for fighter pilots or whatever, I mean, it's, you, you can reflect on that. I can't, I wasn't a fighter pilot. You were, but like everybody's good at that level. So it's not, a, but to get better, to get better, you have to have growth mindset. You cannot have fixed. And that's the difference between the people that are at the very top and the rest that aren't. Is there in terms of, and there's other pillars of mental mastery, right? It's not just mindset. Mindset's one of them. But if if somebody's got a fixed mindset, they will be surpassed by the person that has a growth one. Even if raw ability, the, the person with a fixed mindset has, has just more raw ability, the person with the growth, growth mindset has the ability to get better. Whereas the one that's got the fixed one doesn't. I guess um, pointing to that in some terms I can relate to, I guess, is in my uh, back during my military career, I was in a squadron where we had one guy that was probably the most naturally, as close to naturally gifted uh, pilot, uh, definitely in the fighter community that I've ever seen. And there was another one that was, Moral closer to, I would say, the average. But at the end of the day, I would fly with that other guy, preferably over the other one, because he constantly challenged himself every day to be better and not just think that on a on an average day, I can beat most people. So why put forth the effort? And uh, someone, if I was flying um, um, what we call DACT or BFM, where we were fighting each other, I wanted somebody to bring their A game. I didn't want to bring, I didn't want to be against someone who just did just enough to beat me. I wanted someone to challenge me in every way possible and, uh, and to leave it all on the table. Yeah. Um, so that's, I guess that would be the one I would um, equate where it was kind of a fix that didn't really work at it. And the other just constantly every time, every day, every flight, it was, it was, it was constantly to make themselves that much better by working at the the basics and the processes that much more yeah so totally but it, i guess it's confusing to me to a little bit you know when i look at it when i think of fixed and and the growth because i guess before our conversation i would have thought fixed does there's a part that has to be there that needs to be fixed because you've got to you, you, you there has to be an acceptance of certain things like you say i, I am good at what i do i've worked hard mm -hmm. to get here Yes. Um, so, and, and obviously now, okay, I'm here. Now, what do I do to, to stay right. here? What and I I'm, do we're talking, and better. I'm talking at the, yeah, the elite levels of, yeah. of what, One, whatever, whether you're a CEO or you're a business owner or you're a, a police officer or a sharpshooter, I mean, it, uh, pilot, you know, surgeon, uh, and I've, you know, attorney, a litigator, and I've worked with those guys and that's, that's who I work with. And to is, be honest, this is the pod, this type, this podcast here is focused primarily. Anybody can listen and learn from what we, what you're giving, right. but this is focused on those type of people that are already at that higher level. 
I think so. I mean, that, that's who we're certainly speaking to, but it, you know, and there is some discretion, right? I mean, it's not like you're taking a six-year-old and being like, you've got to have an elite mindset, you know, or they, you know, there, there's developmentally, there's things that are appropriate that that's not, but at the, at the highest level, the problem with, with, with being in the big leagues, if you will, is everybody's good. That's not the issue. That's not what sets people apart. What sets people apart is their mental game. And mindset is a huge pillar. It's, it's the, in some respects, it's the first pillar in, in mental skill development, mental mastery, mental performance mastery is, is mindset. And so there's one little thing that we always say when we're looking at, at, at using strategies for cultivating elite mindset, it's, it's E plus R equals O event plus response equals outcome. And so in life, it's not what happens to you. It's, it's how you handle it. Adversity is going to happen <laughs> always, it, no matter what, I don't care how good you are, how talented you are, how much work you put into it. Adversity is going to happen. Your ability to respond is going to determine your outcome. And by accepting the events that happen in life and formulating an appropriate response, you can significantly influence the outcome that you get. I, I remember, and you probably do too, during your interview to get on with the airline, they would give mm -hmm. you that. They'd give you a situation. That yeah. was the adversity. Yeah. Or they would ask you, what situation were you in? What was your response or your decisions that you did to create? And what was the outcome? Yes. The, and that, that was just, uh, that was a, like a standard part of, of yep. getting in the door was they wanted to see what, how did you handle adverse, adversity? Yep. What was the decisions that you made? Um, and it was commensurate with the experiences you had, uh, whether you'd primarily been um, 91, one, uh, previous 121, mm -hmm. military only. It, it, it does, it does, um, um, it definitely shapes what your your replies are and your situations are. They they can be very different, or, or are very different. So, and I and I think too, you know, often guys, pilots will say to me they're, you know, they're nervous about an upcoming interview or they have a failed check ride and they start to, they, 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 the wheels come off because they, they have a training failure. I'm never going to get on with, well, no, that's not true. Right. People have failed check rides that that's a fixed mindset, right? I can't have any failures. I can't, I can't fail. I, I, and I was always, and I, I was involved with hiring and I was always a little worried about guys that had never failed anything because my thing is, is, well, what's going to happen when the sh the poop hits the fan? How are you going to respond? Are, are the wheels going to come off because you've never failed at anything? And uh, do I want to go here? Yeah, let's go there. Let's talk about generational differences around failure. Baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, Gen Z. You know, the, where everybody gets a participation award. Um, that. That is a thing. I mean, the, the 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 kids are the most important thing. The age of the minivan—that's the millennial generation, um, and millennials are super talented. There's, I think they've gotten a bad rap. I mean, when I was—I'm a Gen Xer. The baby boomers gave me a bad rap when I was in college, right? But every every generation that precedes them is always, you know, kind of ragging on them and saying they're they're lazy or whatever. And the millennials are, in many respects, are are really emotionally more attuned 
than Xers and boomers for sure. I mean, their uh, willingness to get help is a lot. And, and, and the Gen Z it's through the roof. They're going to go get help. They're not going to be stigmatized around mental health stuff um, or mental performance related stuff, but they did grow up in this age of, you know, no, no, like let's not have any adversity. Adversity is a bad thing. Um, everybody's got to succeed. You've got, everybody's got to be a winner. Um, that's a fixed mindset. You know, that's cultivating fixed mindset and it's created a huge amount of problems uh, at, absolutely at the airlines. They're having people that just want to quit because they, you know, need extra time on IOE. I mean, the, which is like unheard of, you know, they never thought this. And it's like, oh, well, I can't, I, I, I'm a failure. If I, if I can't get this right now, there's, I'm just not good enough. Or this isn't for me. I can't be perfect at it. Um, so there's mindsets a, is a is a really really important uh, topic with huge ramifications of whether it's it's the fixed or or growth has been cultivated. Well, you just identified one that we're gonna we could spend like you say an entire podcast at, on, and that's the generational differences that um, I, I'm amazed at how many there are just. In these, I, I would have thought it used to be a generation used to be every thirty years. Now it seems like it's every five or ten. There's I know such, it's, such, it's such, like it's like a weird so time different. warp. Yeah, but yeah. Um, we're getting near the end of this this uh, podcast time, so I I have to learn from my own lessons of of talking with you. It's easy to get down the rabbit hole, and I kind of shoved mm-hmm. you down one really quick. That's right. Um, so I like rabbit holes. I guess <laughs> if you had to, what would be the one takeaway from today? When it comes towards the the discussion of rationalization, denial, which I think are part of mindset, what would be the takeaway today that you would want to throw out? Because we did talk about other things too, so you don't have to restrict it. All of us have times where we're in a fixed mindset, and and I think a lot of us have times where we're in a growth mindset. It's not like it's one; it's not fixed, if you will. It's not just like you're, you are, or you aren't. I think it's, it's, it's just, it's the question is, is well, when, right? What situations tend to put you in a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset? Being curious about self-talk, the way that you find, you know, the, the internal dialogue you find yourself having in certain situations. Um, and if you find yourself really wanting to be perfect, being a, te- and this is a pilot problem. This is pilots have this problem and elite performers have this problem uh, is just, I've got to be perfect all the time. Um, it's that perfectionism disease. It's not good. It's not good for you because it's fixed. It, it, it leads to bad things and it leads to a lack of willingness to grow and if you're, you know, I always, I think it was my grandfather used to say, don't, you know, um, one is if you're not willing to fail, you, you know, you, you probably, you probably aren't, you're not willing to try. <laughs> I think you got to be really careful with, with perfectionism. This is for our audience. You got to be really careful with that. I always, so, I yeah. always heard perfect is the enemy of good. Yeah. I mean, I, and I live my life by sloppy success is better than perfect mediocrity. You know, sometimes just the, the hardest part of anything is starting. That's the hardest part. 
And if you're not willing to fail, it's like, oh, this is this is what one thing I was I, I was raised with is is learn how to take a loss without being defeated. There, there's not losing; it's just learning. And, but if you're not willing to like you know fall on your face a few times, it's going to be really hard to get to, to 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 continue to grow to be able to really be that elite performer that that I think a lot of us are capable of being. One thing I would say, a good strategy. It's, it's called start, stop, continue. And so if you think about some of your goals, a good way to kind of start to cultivate a, a, a more growth mindset is ask yourself this question, right? What must you start? So pick a goal. And we haven't talked about goals really on this. They should be aligned with your values, but we're not going to get into that. That's a whole other thing. But pick a goal and, and ask yourself, what must you start? What must you stop? And what must you continue to help you get closer to, to meeting that goal? Because that's allowing you to change. That's creating some change in there. Well, what can I, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to continue doing? Which says it's not like throw the whole baby out with the bathwater. Some of the stuff you're doing is great. There's always room to improve. And start, stop, continue is a great way to force you out of a fixed mindset and into a growth one. That's what I would leave us with. Give it a try. Well, I think that uh, pretty much wraps up today's conversation. As always, we are grateful for our listeners. We thank you for all the comments that we've gotten so far. And uh, please suggest, uh, send any suggestions in if anything you want to uh, us to talk about, or as you can see, questions that you want answered. Please smash the like button. Please give us a thumbs up, depending on what platform you're on. And please spread the word and share. This is what this is all about, is helping those that sometimes don't know where to turn or who to talk to. Signing off until the next time, Carl and Matt, we say thank you and have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.